Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to a new episode of the Purpose Well podcast, your go-to well for tools and real conversation about holistic wellness and purpose-driven lifestyle. As a holistic wellness and life purpose coach, I am passionate about seeing people thrive. My mission is to help you heal in soul, body, and spirit and equip you to embody your power so that you can use your past as fuel to create a life of impact for freedom and fulfillment. Continuing the topic of a healing mindset and the importance of emotional awareness for healing, today I'm covering the soul-body connection with examples of how unhealthy emotions and emotional regulation can affect our overall health or manifest in the body as disease and cause so-called psychogenic symptoms or pains. I'm sharing some insights that I've learned over the years as to the soul-body connection, emotions in particular, and how we can do our own part to regulate the effects for our overall well-being. So just a disclaimer on my side, please, please keep in mind that any of this information that I'm sharing is experience-based and obtained through my own research and is not to be perceived as a diagnosis, treatment, or medical advice for any physical or mental ailment, disease, or symptom. I'm not a medical doctor or mental health specialist, and you are advice to use any of this information entirely within your own discretion and to always seek the help of your physician or another healthcare provider. Most of us, if not all of us, have at least once experienced one or more psychogenic symptoms. Headache, a raising heartbeat, nausea, hyperventilation, or even fatigue. These are all common and quite well-known symptoms to stress. When prolonged, though, that is another story. Am I going nuts? Am I imagining things? Or is there actually something wrong with me? Those are some questions that may have crossed your mind if you're experiencing long-term physical problems without a clear medical cause. So psychogenic symptoms are not to be mistaken for psychosomatic system, uh, symptoms. Although both describe physical symptoms, both are slightly different. So psychogenic symptoms are typically caused by psychological or emotional issues. Psycho stemming from the Greek psyche, I really hope I didn't butcher that, um, meaning soul, mind or spirit, and genic as in genesis, meaning the origin. Certain beliefs, emotions, fears, depression, anxiety, and or complex psychological trauma are just a few examples of possible causes. Psychosomatic symptoms, on the other hand, somatic coming from the Greek soma meaning body, um, have a known physical source but are influenced by psychological problems that determine how certain symptoms can progress. So psychosomatic medicine is in itself a specialization or a subspeciality of integrative medicine, psychiatry, and neurology, um, depending on where you live. So as you can imagine, this topic is immense and my knowledge of this is obviously limited in that aspect. So I am leaving it at that and want to zoom in a bit on how our emotional and mental state can influence our overall health. So that's psychogenic. Although the common 
headache or nausea can pass, I know that if it's prolonged, these so-called mysterious symptoms can have a negative taste to it. I mean, aside from uh, the person that is going through it uh, to the outside world, I mean. So comments like, oh, it's all in your head, or you're overreacting, or even labeling people as attention seekers or um, are not uncommon experiences for many. Sounds familiar? And if other people haven't told you, you may have said this to yourself at least once and convinced yourself that it's really nothing. But it doesn't really help the situation if we're honest, does it? Although yes, these symptoms most likely have a psychological trigger, the physical pain or dis-ease that goes with it is very real and can, impa- and can impact a person's daily activities and a simple painkiller just won't do. So although most common symptoms are typically told to be headache, muscle pains, back pain, or stomach pain, that's just the surface of an immense sea of mind-body manifestations one can experience. And you guys, this is so real. I realized that it's even adopted in our own language without us realizing it. For example, so we um, express our disgust by saying, oh, this thing really makes me sick to my stomach. Or in Dutch, we have a saying when uh, we're extremely agitated, which literally translates to eating one's kidneys. And even um, the Bible speaks about the soul-body connection and what we should do if we want to be physically healthy. So our uh, physical health and our emotional state are indeed very much connected. So just a few examples. Hopelessness gets to your heart, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfilled is a tree of life. That's Proverbs 13 and 20. Another one is envy. Envy rots the bones, literally. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. That's Proverbs 14 and 30. So some studies, scientific studies actually, have even shown that emotions like anger and jealousy release a chemical that is similar to arsenic. So these emotions are actually poisonous to your body. Talk about being green with envy. There again is a proof in our language. So then there's worry. Worry shortens your lifespan. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? That's Matthew 6 and 27. And several scientific research studies actually confirm the link between anxiety or worry and a shortened lifespan. Meaning, yes, indeed, a person could literally worry himself to death. Yikes. You see why the 90-second rule is so important? Those are just some scientific, linguistic, and biblical examples, but traditional medicine practices such as traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurveda actually link certain emotions to our organs as well, like sadness connected to the lungs and skin in traditional Chinese medicine, or fear connected to the stomach in Ayurveda. So whatever your angle you're looking um, at the mind-body connection from, we can not really ignore or deny that indeed our emotional and mental state can affect our physical health more than we dare to think. So the good news is obviously that once our awareness grows, we can actually do something about it, right? 
You always hold the power to influence your health to some extent with the choices that we make day to day. So I want to stress to some extent because, of course, I'm sure most of us, um, if not just many of us, know about one or a few more persons who um, were actually living very healthy lives and have gotten terribly sick, sick at one point and couldn't do a thing about it. So although I believe that there could be some spiritual aspects to that as well, I am not going in that today, into that today. So what can we do on our part? So of course I will start with this seek the help of a mental health care professional or a doctor. Needless to say, if you're experiencing any sort of prolonged physical or mental health issue or disease, please, please see your doctor. And if stress is indeed the problem, you might be referred to a psychologist or another mental health therapist if needed. And what I do want to say as well is that while professional help and therapy is important, you might need more than just psychological treatment to manage your stress or other mental or emotional issues, especially if, like me, you opt out of medicating. So no judgment, of course, if you choose to take your medications um, for any um, mental health issue. But when I struggled with depression in the past, I personally chose not to because... I didn't want to suppress my emotions or the symptoms. I really wanted to dig deep and uproot the core cause of it. And I didn't believe that I was able to do so if the symptoms were suppressed by medication. So these are just a few things I did to help myself alongside seeing a mental health care professional. And even if you don't experience any physical issue or if you're not familiar with psychogenic symptoms, thank God for that. But this is also helpful for you, for your overall mental and emotional health. So one thing I did was uh, regulate my stress with positivity. So in the midst of everything, always try to keep a positive mind and deliberately fix your eyes on things that spark joy. So this is really an intention. You have to set your mind to it because it really doesn't come naturally, obviously, if you are in um, any sort of stressful situation, uh, big or small. So the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. That's Proverbs 13 and 30. That's where I got this from. Um, Or Proverbs 17, verse 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Turn off the TV (laughs) or only watch good news. You know, Um, this is something that really, really helped me, especially, um, you know, in the times that we're living in, I can imagine it's so stressful. I mean, you have so much going on by yourself. You really don't need that extra drama um, in the world that is going on. You don't need to be confronted with it 24 seven. Of course, it is important for us to, um, Um, to 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 be aware of what's going on in the world but your mental health is much more important so don't try to not overdo it with the news Um, what I really liked I still like it (laughs) is the good news movement I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that but it's um, 
uh, social media channel. I follow them on Instagram. I'm not sure if they're also on YouTube, but anyways, I follow them on Instagram and it's just so they only post positive things, people doing good, um, people serving each other or just happy things in general, you know, those are the type of things that you could focus on just to lighten your day, lighten up your day. So another thing that I'd say is train your brain. So we're taught to renew our mind because circumstances in our past could have caused false and negative narratives to latch on our mind and our hearts. So both mind and heart are part of the soul, whereas our mind, those are our thoughts, thought patterns, intellect, conscience, subconscious, choice, and our will, while our emotions are an expression of the state of our mind and heart, or our heart set, as I like to call it. So while similar to thinking positive thoughts, I would say that this is something, um, more something you could take a moment for, um, or two, <laughs> and to pick one thought and counter it with another. So let's say that one of your emotions is linked with a false narrative that you are worthless. This is an example, okay? Take at least a minute per day and counter it with the truth or something that you want to be true. Speak it out loud and say, I was made for a purpose and for the benefit of others. I am more valuable than rubies. And just continue doing that until you actually believe it. This works, guys. It's not magic, but you need to practice it. <laughs> then there is rest. Simply rest. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> well, is it? Are you sure it's easy? Because how often have you decided to clean your kitchen or hoover your living room when actually you had to rest? Or to just finish this article real quick? Or ignored the fact that you really needed the rest? Or, you know, just telling yourself to suck it up and keep moving? I know, I've been there. <laughs> but let's be honest, this attitude doesn't really help either does it so let me tell you this do not ignore it do not ignore the fact that you actually need rest don't be like me as stubborn <laughs> as i was to just end up at the er because you were too stubborn to listen to your body only to find out that indeed you need complete rest because there is nothing wrong with you so yes that happened <laughs> it took five days of complete and guiltless rest for my body to be pain-free and then some more to get my strength back. So I think really that rest is something that's so undervalued, especially in this day and age where everybody is so busy, busy, busy. I have to do this and that. And I mean, if you have kids, oh my goodness, we all have so many things to do and our days fly by sometimes so much so that we forget ourselves. So do yourself a favor. And I mean, you don't even have to um, sleep an entire day if that's something that you can't do. I mean, I'm sure that if you have kids, you really can't, right? But do whatever you can, even if it's just a moment at the end of the day. And by a moment, I mean half an hour. What is half an hour compared to the five days you know, <laughs> of rest that I needed eventually because I didn't listen to myself or listen to my body. 
So just take half an hour, put some, take up a cup of tea, put on some nice relaxing music and just unwind every evening. Make it part of your nighttime routine. It really, that is just golden. And then we have this one. Take a walk, get moving. <laughs> so everybody knows that movement is good for your health, but I think a great misconception with many people is that they think they have to intensively work out at least three times a week. I seriously believe that walking at least 20 minutes a day is one of the most underrated forms of exercise. It is proven that walking boosts your mood, improves your memory, increases your blood flow, and improves heart health, just to name a few, okay? So leave your phone at home, get outside. The best thing is to go into nature or a park and remember to look up. Look up, there is so much beautiful in this world to see, actually. Enjoy your surroundings. And last but certainly not least, I wouldn't be Shireen if I wouldn't say this, pray. Seek the good help of the one who made you. So I made a choice. Okay, although highly aware of my emotions, I didn't let my emotions define me or lead me. So emotions are very good indicators, but bad, bad advisors. And so I take a spirit-driven approach of life, a life of prayer, seeking wisdom from Elohim, my creator, who loves me with a never-ending love and who knows every minute detail of my soul, my mind, my heart, my brain and body, even better than any psychologist in this world. I mean, obviously he created everything and he knows everything and all knowledge in this world comes from him. So I added this last, but actually it should be the first thing to do. Why? Doing this wins you have the battle already. It will give you the supernatural strength, peace, and rest for your mind, heart, and spirit. You can't even begin to comprehend how this helps you sustain throughout the day. Okay, so strength. He gives you the power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall into exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40. And then peace. What does it say about peace? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. And Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That's Matthew 11 and 28. All right, lovely people. Thank you for joining me again for today's episode. Feel free to share it with others who you think might enjoy this type of content as well. And you can find me on Instagram at the purpose well to keep updated and don't be a stranger. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave me a voice note with your holistic wellness related questions so that I can include them in my next episodes. Thank you for listening once again. Be well and be made perfect in love. So, so lobby, only love until next time.